wait, wait, wait. Let's test louder because you're going to start talking loud. And then you're going to get excited and you're going to talk loud like that. But, so. That's not loud. Yeah, that's, no, you that's get louder. Just, that, but I can't, I can't pretend. I don't know how to pretend to be. Oh, like, my God. It's a, in the moment type of thing. So this is garbage. This is all invalid because you're going to get loud. I know I am, but I don't. I'm loud when I'm excited. Like, I'm not just loud. You understand this is the test. Yes. Okay, that was loud. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, you had to make it happen. Yeah. Like, I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not just loud. It's All usually, right. you know, some people are just loud, like, hey. Welcome. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. I'm Queen. I'm Jay, and this is where we sit and we talk about Queen and, and Jay and politics and pop, pop culture, culture and then more some more Queen, Queen and, and more Jay. Jay. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, everybody? Welcome back um, to our new listeners. Hi, thanks for listening. We're excited. Extremely. Extremely excited to have you with us. And um, what's up, Queen? What's up? How are yeah, you? Yeah, so this is usually when we talk about ourselves, but I don't <laughs> really have know what's going on. How have you been? It's been it's been almost I know we said we were gonna start recording like every week mm-hmm. and a half. Yeah. Two weeks or whatever. So it's been about two weeks. What's what um, doing? I've been working. Okay. And not doing anything. I don't <laughs> I haven't I really ha- I didn't realize it till um I think it was last night and I mm-hmm. was tweeting and I'm like it's I'm home mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been working and yeah, like yeah, I've been working, and, blogging, okay. and you know. catching up with Orange is the New Black, of course. Oh yes, yes, loving. Oh yes, well that's the highlight of my life. <laughs> it's Orange is the New Black. Orange uh-huh. is the New Black. No spoilers. No spoilers. No, I'm not going to spoil it because some people haven't yeah. probably haven't finished. So I, I respect that. I want. I finished. I had to put a disclaimer on my Facebook though because people were trying to ruin it for oh me, and it was just like, I'm only on episode five. Yeah. Shut up. Like yeah. you know whatever. So then I finally had a day to myself, and I try to give myself a rule to only watch two episodes at a time mm-hmm. because it was like. You have so much things you're yeah. supposed to do and blah, 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 blah. Right. So I got up to about episode seven, doing mm-hmm. it that way. Mm-hmm. No, eight, even numbers, mm-hmm. duh. Doing it that way. <laughs> <laughs> you taught yourself again how to count. Yes, yes. Right. So I would watch two at a time because I felt like, let me not give this show my whole life. Yeah. You know, my whole yeah. day, not mm-hmm. my whole life, but you mm-hmm. know, whatever. But yeah, that went kaput on Tuesday. Because it was silly. Because I... Yeah, um, it made sense to me because it was no, like that's good. That's good. some get, people watch it like that so like you know and then I didn't want to finish it too soon and then it was like because right. I don't really have a lot of programming that I watch and not right. the things I do watch are not on right mm-hmm. now so it was like mm-hmm. you know me trying to kind of have my little yeah. entertainment especially since I'm not being crazy social mm-hmm. right now anyway mm-hmm. But Tuesday, I woke up and it was like, okay, gonna make some breakfast, watch two episodes, uh-huh. and then start sorting your laundry. Okay. And I just sat there and just kept, and as if it would go 15 that seconds. That's like my life every day. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here for five minutes and I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna get up. 
then it's 7 p.m. And nothing has been done. Oh, we totally forgot. I what, about what, what are we drinking? Yeah. What are you drinking? I'm drinking. Go ahead. Refer to your notes. <laughs> you know, we just made this tea. I remember now, though. Okay. Honey bush. Yes. It tastes bush really tea. good. What? Does it taste like honey? It has a honey type of feel to it. Okay. But um, not feel. Taste. Right, right, right. I, I right, right. feel the honey. That's cool. But it is, it's good. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't know why I keep calling it African tea. But, um, because you're ignorant? No. <laughs> sometimes it happens. Because it has the word bush. It happens. And we associate the yeah. word bush with Africa. The conditioning. The man has programmed our conditioning. <laughs> Even our conditioning. Because has been conditioning. conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. No, no we need help. Um, I'm drinking poo er, and I meant to Google how to pronounce this first. But it's a P-U-E-R-H, but it's that kind of tea. And this one is, I feel terrible because I just gave you shit about not remembering yours. Go ahead. But it's a type, it's, it has a malty flavor. I forget what it is, but it's P-U-E-R-H. So it's that kind of tea. And I have like three different teas. One of them is like chocolate, but they're all like dark kind mm-hmm. of flavors or whatever. Once again, we had a listener who wanted us to talk more about our teas and I just want to say, is, tea is not dangerous. It's, I, don't it's, I, don't, I don't get the stigma. <laughs> teas are safe. They're safe. They're safe. But that's you will not, not die of tea overdose. You won't die on tea. Okay? <laughs> God. But that's not, not what the show is about. It's not it's about not tea. It's not about it at all. It's just tea about us talking shit. Is a, tea means like giving the gossip, the information. You know, right. women would sit together and, yeah. and share the tea. Exactly. That's what this tea exactly. means. We're not, and we're not even gossiping that much. We are sitting here and talking shit. The yeah, point, but, though, is... We are not. That's what usually with the connoisseurs. Yeah, at all. I barely it. remember what tea I'm drinking <laughs> bef- while I'm drinking it. But anyway, but yeah. So this P U E R H, poor, poor. I don't know. Hey, if you know what it's dark, if you know how to say it. Comment. Yeah, tell comment us. us and let us know what it is, or if this is like what your favorite tea is or what you enjoy. I love how I give this whole talk about how, how we're not about, about tea. Like, tell us what your favorite tea is. <laughs> Which ones do you enjoy? What's your favorite? <laughs> yeah, that's, your, that's your tea voice. That's tea kind of That's my NPR uh, tea voice. And we talk about teas that are good. And some are bad. Some are dark. Some are light. Um, <laughs> anyway. That's good tea voice. It's good tea voice. But, but yeah, yeah orange is the new black. It was... Re- the season is great. If you're not into it, get into it. Like, why are you not into it? I oh, will say that... I wish that I had more. Um, I noticed that when they have sex scenes that involve men and women, mm-hmm. I don't see as much. I want to see more. The no, <laughs> no, and not because I don't like straight sex because it's uh-huh. the only kind of sex that I participate in. <laughs> but I want to see more. No, I don't want to see more. The sex scenes that they had between men and women this season. I did not want to see more of those. No, but see, it wasn't about those characters to me. I didn't want. I don't want to see them either. Right. I will if that's what you mean, because I didn't want to see those people. You just want to see more I, straight sex because you're getting lots of sex. You just want to see more heterosex. Yeah, not because I have anything against lesbian sex. Mm-hmm. It was, it, you know, but do I'm. You, just, you do like, understand this. No, I get not it. A I get porno. it. Do you understand? It's yes, not I understand. But if you're gonna have sex, you know. <laughs> no. I see different kinds of sex. Like, um, no. I like does a trans character get to have sex? Can <gasps> you know what I mean? Like, um, is that too much? We're not ready for that. 
No, I think it's all. No, there, there, there was a, there was a scene last season where they were, they were trying to like demonstrate intimacy between her and her wife. Yeah, I remember. You want, you want full on. You just want more sex. No, it's not show. even that. It's not even about more sex for me. Um, it's not. Um, it's more about. Just I just I notice a lot of the no it's not even about that I just notice a lot of the sex but it makes sense Don Ima they're in a woman's prison I'm going to see more of that mm-hmm. it just doesn't seems make sense because like, it feels like you don't get that part <laughs> <laughs> no but I'm watching it and I'm like there's clearly interactions between men and women on this show where they have sex and it just seems very rushed. But when these interactions well, are between women and women, it's like when you're having sex in a in a closet. You know what I'm saying? When you're when you're sleeping with a guard, yeah, it's hard yeah. to show like a full fledged sex scene. And I don't want to see Piper's sex with Larry. I don't want to. To be honest, I will be for real. You're right. I don't want to see those people have sex. Like no. maybe like this. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I like the way it's been going. Okay. I just want to see some more. Just watch porn, man. You can you Man can body. watch porn for that. Yeah, but it's like or you can I want to see intimacy. Maybe I should. Maybe, just <laughs> Maybe that's the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's not, it's not a lot of intimacy in porn, and that's right. just like that um, feminist porn. Yeah, but. separate. That's a separate issue. Yeah, so, so that that's my problem. <laughs> like, All right, um, um, moving, <laughs> moving away from that. So I also watched Orange is the New Black, um, which was amazing, and I loved it. And if you guys are looking for something interesting to watch and you haven't seen it yet, it's a really great show. It's for everybody. Try it. You'll like it. Start with season yeah, one. It's funny. It's, it has everything. It's yeah, funny, you know, and you know dramatic. what? Right, right, right. A lot of shows right now, a lot of like good shows and like programs that people describe as being amazing and great are extremely dark. Mm-hmm. everything on television and everything I feel like on um, all these new programs or whatever are extremely dark. People are fucking dying. People are plotting against each other. People are fucking killing each other. It's always so fucking dark. And I feel like all the shows that we deem as good and all the entertainment that we deem as good, it's either some fucking dark shit or we're watching like some sort of heart-wrenching reality show or uh-huh. we're watching some sort of documentary about real shit. And I feel like... There hasn't been enough space for like awesome fucking comedy. Like even yeah. movie, which is an amazing comedy, can get very dark. Yeah, um, I remember that's how you described. Yeah, it. and I love that show, and I'll watch it like forever because it's amazing. But like, I like more like I need some more light shit, and I like that Orange is the New Black, even though it gets like dark and like gut wrenching, it still has a levity yes, to exactly. it, and there's still humor to it, and that's that's really cool. So anyway, so I watched all of that. Immediately, as soon as oh, I you watched binged it, all, it, I binged it. I binged it. I think I watched it over a span of like two or three days because I had to live. I had to go to work at some point. Yeah. I think I was. I don't know if that sus- came out. You gotta sustain that um that subscription. I have to sustain that <laughs> subscription. Yes. I um. I went to um Governor's Ball that weekend that it came out. I yes. Think that was the same wait, wait. Let's stop. She went to Governor's Ball. <laughs> <laughs> But I was working. I know, I know. I just had to say that. Right. She went to Governor's but I would. Yes. I'm sure I had the time of her life. What she just want to tell us about. Yes. Yes, while you work. But I'm happy for her. Yeah, no. I'm happy for you. It was amazing. And I wish that you could have been there. Um, I volunteered with Animal Haven. Okay. And so, um, for anyone who doesn't know, Governor's Ball, huge music festival, Randall's Island in New York City. Um, 
And yeah, so anyway, so I volunteered with Animal Haven. We ran one of their um, beverage stands. And basically, mm-hmm. you can run a stand and like raise money for whatever organization you're with. Um, so we raised a lot of money for Animal Haven, which is an organization that um, helps to get abandoned cats and dogs adopted and um, does like, you know, what is that? Rehabilitation of animals. Yeah. Um, who cool. need like behavior training and stuff like that. So anyway, volunteered with them for two days of the show amazing 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 stuff <clears throat> sorry excuse me the show is amazing i saw outcast i'm losing my voice like i lost yeah, my voice like at the show because i'm getting yeah, so excited about it it was so exciting <laughs> um so anyway i saw outcast perform and i still have the heebie-jeebies okay it was amazing i don't know if anyone did you watch the um, coachella um, performance at all no i didn't did? okay but i heard it was Right, so I watched, so I heard that their Coachella performance was, as you said, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I um I watched it on YouTube, and I thought I was just going to watch a few minutes, but I'm so obsessed with them that I sat through the whole entire performance in my bed. It was one of those days when I was supposed to get up, I'm going to sit here for five minutes, and I'm going to get up. I watched the entire hour, hour and a half, however long their performance was, um, on YouTube at Coachella, and it was like, it was okay, it was outcast, so I enjoyed it, but you could tell, like, Andre seemed low energy, uh-huh. and, you know, I don't know, Big Boy was in a short set, but it wasn't exciting, you know what I'm saying, his little outfit, and then Andre was, like, wearing overalls, and looking like, it was like a throwback, he was like a farmer, he was a farmer but it was fine, I think it was, like, throwback to, like, how they looked, like, in the beginning, when right, they, yeah, right, because, yeah. like, you know, 20, 20 anniversary, whatever, 20 year anniversary, <clears throat> So I was like, what? I heard though that a lot of the people in the crowd didn't even like at Coachella. Yeah, yeah. at Coachella crowd, mm-hmm. that a lot mm-hmm. of them didn't really know who Outkast yeah, was. Yeah, I I talked. So maybe to, they were feeding off of that. Energy. Right, right. So I talked to one of our friends, Robot Chick. I talked. To, I actually ran into her at um, uh-huh. shout out Governor's to Robot Ball. Chick. Shout out to Robot Chick. Uh-huh. Um, ran into her at Governor's Ball, <clears throat> and she was saying that she was actually at Coachella, so she saw yeah, that yeah, performance yeah, as well, was. and that the energy there was like. Was it wasn't like they weren't giving them any love and so anyway so you could see that when I watched it uh-huh. on YouTube I could see that or whatever and so I felt like Governor's Ball like they got this feedback they know this is gonna be amazing so I felt it and I was everyone was like ah, I don't know no I'm telling everyone this is gonna be the most amazing shit ever right so where our booth was um, where I was selling beer and shit or whatever uh-huh. we were right at the main stage so were, were you like, able to right drink the beer um, that we were selling. I mean, I had to buy it. I had to buy a beer. Oh, okay. But yes, I was. I mean, I had access to it. I didn't have to wait in line. That was nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. How <laughs> How priorities. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Priorities are off. Okay? Look, it was Orange is the New Black is not a porno. All right? Volunteering oh. for animals. I have no social life. That means no alcohol. That means I'm not dating. That means okay. no sex. That means, okay, I'm right. You're shrugged. <laughs> so... So anyway, so we were in this great little area where I was like, I had direct view of the stage. that's great. And like, I lost my fucking mind. Like, it was insane, okay? Big boy came out. He had on his standard issue short set. It looked fucking dope. Uh His fucking little adorable little shirt matching his cute little short. He's so cute. He is. Little short sets. Like, how do you, he's like always in like a short set, some sort of pimp type suit. Yeah. Okay. Or like a fur coat, but that goes hand in hand with the pimp type suit. Yeah. Um, or a fucking short set, a little cap, and it's so adorable. Yeah, they like they're. I love it. They're like country boy fly. Yeah, no, they are. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, so that's big boy Andre. 
three thousand yeah, came out. Yeah, what was he wearing? He was wearing. He's been actually since that first Coachella. He's been wearing this outfit, <clears throat> where he's um, it's a onesie. You know, he loves a fucking onesie uh-huh. or like a high waisted pant or like yeah. his waist is always fucking cinched. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy motherfucker, yo. Oh my gosh. His waist is always cinched. You know what? That's it actually, is now. It really yeah. Is. That's actually probably what went wrong at Coachella is that he's in this big. Like these pair of denim overalls, and we can't see your waist. All right, Andre, if you're gonna fucking come out, <laughs> that's your superpower. Yeah, that's your fucking superpower. Your 20 year anniversary, you show up, you cinch that motherfucking waist, you put on a white wig, all right, and you get yeah, this money. Yeah, you come out here and exactly. get this money. That so is, anyway, yeah. yeah. So in the same vein of me telling Andre 3000 what he should wear, <laughs> he had on a onesie, um, like this kind of black. Uh, you guys can Google it, but he had on this like black onesie. It was since since at the waist, and it said art or fart. So like at all the concerts he's been doing, they've been doing on this reunion tour. He's uh-huh. wearing, he's abandoned the fucking overalls, uh-huh. and he's wearing this in the white wig, black jumpsuit, white wig, <clears throat> and the jumpsuit always has um art or fart was on one. He had something else, which was like, um, I don't know, I've never had an Instagram or just like some shit. It always says something uh-huh. and then he's wearing this huge price tag. At ours, it said sold and then it had like a dollar sign on the end or whatever. So people have been trying to speculate, okay, what does his outfit mean? Yeah, and maybe yeah, he's yeah. trying to say that, you know, he's selling out or whatever. They're doing this like tour he's on for the his, money. Like his prints, like kind of like, not but his But that's his style like, anyway. Yeah, yeah, but right. you know, remember how Prince was kind of on this, like, right. like he wore yeah. a symbol. Yeah, and, I mean, it's not that subversive. It's pretty, like, overtly, like, you know, I mean, like, you get it. You see him yeah, there, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. But it's still amazing. You could tell he wanted to be there. They were, they performed, they came out, and you can tell the energy from the crowd as soon as they came out. They were like, oh, shit. Like, they felt it. We felt it. I'm in this, like this booth where our area is the only area that's lit uh-huh. and like we had people a few people were selling beer most people were kind of just watching the show at yeah. this point and I'm in there screaming I'm like the only person the, the crowd is screaming and Jay is standing in this box losing <laughs> my mind like I didn't I knew that I was there for that and yeah. of course for Animal Haven but I knew that I was going to be excited but like I, I just didn't expect to lose my shit and I didn't expect for them to be that good mm-hmm. even though I knew they were going to be great like it was like it was just over the fucking top. Like, I just can't even... It was orgasmic. ...handle it. I would not... Again, your priorities and where your head is at, no. I wouldn't have explained it that way. <laughs> no, but it's like... It was like this, this build-up that just finally just exploded. Like, sure. kind of orgasmic or orgasmic. I don't know. Sure. Call it what you want, but... It was a spiritual experience. Yes. That's usually how I explain these things. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you want to relate it directly Orgasms to... Orgasms are kind of spiritual. Orgasms? Yeah, they are. All right. All right, coming, coming <laughs> away from that. Um, so I got to see Big Boy, Big Boy and Andre perform. Outcast That's perform. That's great. I've never seen them perform live. Dude, I, I, I can, I can die now. It. And I, I hope it for you. I wish it for you. So hopefully they'll it. perform again sometime. I don't know. But it was really it was really amazing. Janelle Monae performed that day, but I wasn't there yet. We've seen... Oh, shut up. Oh, no, we did. I'm not about to say, we've seen her enough. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. I like her a lot. But I've seen her a lot. I've seen her She actually came out um, when they did Hey Ya. She oh, okay, okay. And, she was doing um, her dance. She had, she did her little dance, but she had her hair down. She was like, yeah, oh, she, she, she was yeah, adorable. I need, I need that. I need oh that my goodness, no, she looked amazing. Great. Huge, amazing head of hair. Yeah, okay. I have. Well, I stalk her on. Inst- well, I have her on Instagram, so I'm just like, you can say stalk. It's, it I do like, stalk her because I really, I'm really into uh-huh, her. But uh-huh. um, 
You know, I'm always trying to fix people. So, um, what do you want? I was just getting bored with her, like, uniform and how right. it was just like. Right, 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 right. You know, so I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, no, she yeah, looked great. She excited. looked great. Um, so that was cool. Phoenix performed right before them, mm-hmm. which is, uh, everyone please forgive my ignorance. I didn't know who they were beforehand, but their live show was fucking sick and amazing. Ex- excellent musicians. Uh-huh. Again, forgive me. I didn't know who the heck they were. You still don't know what I'm talking I about. I don't. Now, I'm just like right. Yeah. yeah. But that's what happens. You go to music festivals and you you find yes. new, you find new yes. shit. That's why yes. they're great. So they were amazing. Uh, I want to call them a rock band. I don't know if that would be the correct term, but it was fucking dope. Um, who else did I see perform? Disclosure performed. You know, what disclosure is they have a song. Dun, 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 dun. No, you don't. Okay, you heard it. I probably did, dun, but I don't know dun, the truth. Okay, anyway, you've heard it. Maybe. I probably have. All right. So, I, I saw them before. I, I, again, everyone, I apologize for that. <laughs> um, but that was dope. Um, actually, they're like, they're like, like more of like DJs and kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Like so they come on and they're like mixing and there's maybe like a drum machine kind of situation. Like Daft Punkish? Maybe, not not the I same feel, music, but... not on that level. It's just, yeah. Is it like management? I think that's what it's called. MGM. MGM I don't know they I are. like their music too. You maybe, know that song. Electric Ill. Electric Feel. Oh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. But Whatever. maybe I should have... I don't know. But anyway, that song is amazing. I thought that they would have at least... They did have at least like one of the artists... Who sang on one of their tracks oh, there? there? Um, not the one that I was hoping for. I hope like their their big song was. I sorry guys, I don't I didn't I don't know the title, but it's that one that goes. Da, da. Again, I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> you just see her face. What is the name of that song? It's in my it's in my list of like songs that I love on here, on my computer. Anyway. Um, so I thought they would have Sam Smith who sings with them on that track uh-huh. and I would have loved to see that live, but he wasn't there. No big deal. Um, so they were good. And then I saw the show of all shows, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover performed like that, that shit. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, I wish I had more words besides amazing and dope and fucking awesome, which I think I've used those already. Uh-huh. But that was great. Were you into him before? or I was into him before. I do like Donald Glover. I've never seen him perform live. Yeah, I've never seen um, him. I watched him on YouTube a few times uh-huh. live, and it was fine. It was cool. But, like, being there and, like, his energy being on 10 and then, like, the audience, the crowd, it was a huge I like stuff crowd. like that. I, I like stuff. I like when an artist kind of, like, gives themselves... It was amazing. So, yeah, I like that. He's like he's just a great performer. He's a great singer. They had what I liked about both him and Outkast. A lot of times, I think this was the issue probably also with Outkast's first performance at Coachella. Mm-hmm. I don't know when when I was watching on YouTube, it didn't look like they had a live band, and I feel like okay. when you do yeah. something that huge, that is nice to have live music, especially Outkast. Their music is so musical yeah you know what i'm saying like it's so instrument instrument heavy exactly it's not trap music right so it's it's good to have that mixture of a dj as well as like a lot and it adds to it like it it adds to it i always would rather that was really cool childish gambino had that as well had a live band um what's his hairline still funny he should fix that his hairline? What do you mean? His hairline annoys me. It like on the sh- on, what are you talking about? On, on his head. I know, but, <laughs> but I think 
I think when he's on community, I think his hair is a little bit different than like in real life. Well, and I think they. I mean, I'm talking about real life. I think they his hairline hair is weird. A little bit more. No, because he's not even on community anymore. He hasn't been on. Yes, but at one point he was there. Yeah, and he had the same, hairline but his, the his hairline is still like like that. Okay. He should fix it. I don't just... notice that at all. Oh, well, maybe it's just you me. have you have hair issues. I do. <laughs> <laughs> In every episode, you have some other new, brand new issue. Somebody's hair. Anyway, no, I didn't notice that. He did look fucking dirty. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he looked like he hadn't showered. Right? He either hadn't showered or he had just showered. So he was either fucking filthy. Or like that kind of like, I'm so clean, I'm just now clean. I didn't even bother to towel off. I just got dressed while I was still wet. What? I didn't dry. Like I just kind of rubbed a towel over my hair. You know, There was no time to put on any lotion or about any no fragrance. Lotion, he didn't no look ashy, but deodorant. he just looked like I'm either fucking no filthy. Deodorant. Yeah, no. I'm either filthy and hadn't washed at all today. Or I just got out the shower and just walked on stage. Like that whole yeah, yeah, energy yeah. or whatever. Because I'm washed, but I haven't completed exactly. the whole thing. Exactly. He still looked, he still have still looked adorable, do. which is my word. You notice how I've described all, all of these the, fucking yeah. rappers as adorable, adorable, right? I don't know what's wrong That's with kind me. of a antonym. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, that rapper's so adorable. Like, you don't really hear things like that. I don't know. They were so adorable. But anyway... Yeah, so he still looks adorable. Comes out, rocks the shit, okay? Um, he did his the last two songs that he did, of course, because I did no preparation and only know the songs and not their fucking titles. The last two songs that he did, which would be the last... If you're a fucking Childish Gambino fan, you know what songs they were, whatever, right? So he did both his um, new album, which he did most of the new album first, uh-huh. because the internet yeah. did that first, and then he did like a lot of his old stuff. He brought out Chance the Rapper to do oh, okay. something they have something together whatever chance that his verse which apparently hadn't been released before and they hadn't like done it before or whatever so that was fun um and i was about to say something so corny <laughs> i was gonna say he gave him a chance <laughs> <laughs> and everybody turns it off and, and now the podcast is no, no, stay with us stay with us yeah <laughs> resuscitate the show um so anyway, yeah, so he did that. There were fucking fireworks. The girl, did you used to watch, um, not fireworks, fucking pyrotechnics. Did you used to watch um, P. Diddy's Making His Band back in the day? His band? Right, so there was Making the Band when he was trying, like, he made the music band. I watched and those. He, was he had the, the rap boys, band, and, and he had the, the girls. He did Danny Kane, right. So then, when he was done with all of that, he was looking for a band to travel with him in Dirty okay. Money. I remember, but I was over him right. and his bands. Okay, so me and my sister watched that show, like, Hard Body. Like, there was Probably nothing else on ones. television. Maybe. I feel like there were lots of us. There was an army of us watching this. I don't know. There was a, There, there was, was only one season. Yeah, but it was a part was, of the making the band trilogy. Who I don't know. Win? I didn't watch it all the way through. I honestly, I don't even know if they played the whole season. I feel like some shit happened and like they didn't play it anymore. I'm shutting down the studio. Yeah. <laughs> done with this. Done. Yeah, you never, you never know. You never know. He's a great starter, but yeah, he's don't always finish. Don't finish. <laughs> don't finish. But look at look at Diddy and look at I. Look at me. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Right. So. Yeah, so um, so anyway, I brought brought it up because one of the girls who was on the show, Lynette, 
is that was her name. Lynette was a part of Gambino's band, okay. which is awesome to see. Oh, that's cool. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, really that cool. Is so cool. like on the show, she was like you know trying to be a part of this band and travel with him or whatever. And I think that she has some experience, but I don't know if she had actually like traveled on the road with a band or whatever. Uh-huh. But she was like a part of That's Childish cool. Gambino's band and she's like playing her keyboard and it's like singing. And first of all, it's, it's awesome to see black women doing more than just kind of being background vocalists. Yeah, so she was yeah, like in a yeah, prominent yeah. position. She's on keys. She's also singing. She looked gorgeous, which she was kind of like, uh, she was at, at times a little bit frumpy on the show. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like she's a full figured woman, but like some just in general, she was frumpy. And uh-huh. it wasn't because of her size. It was just because she was fucking frumpy. Yeah. But she looked gorgeous. Still. Yeah, you could be frumpy even if you're skinny. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. About... Still like full figured and beautiful. But like she looked amazing. Her hair was dope. Her makeup was awesome. And it was just nice to see. Oh wow. Somebody's like up there doing yeah. something. Somebody I saw years ago on this show. Robert her... Diddy. Right. <laughs> no, <Diddy. laughs> I, I feel like I'm not explaining this well enough or doing doing it justice, but like it was an awesome performance and it was good. He played at the same time as the Strokes performed and he's like, I thought, I didn't think anybody was going to show like, up not because, yeah, strokes even the strokes though I feel like, me. yeah, but you know what? Donald Glover knows that like, he's the shit and he knows he that should, he should, there. yeah. So I don't, honestly, I, it felt like he was being genuine, but then it felt like, are you like, is this like you being cute? Like you like are trying to, you know, fishing for compliments or like, but I don't know. It was a lot of people there. I was also amazed at how many people were there. He has he has a pretty um solid kind of following. No, he has a huge following. Yeah. He has a huge following, but I just it first of all, it was Governor's Ball, the amount of people that were there. Like it's a huge event. Like I've never personally I've never been like in an event like that that was that large with that uh-huh. many people or whatever. Um, so yeah, so it's already big, but yeah, a lot of people did because they have different acts playing at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were like... Which I, is annoying wish... sometimes at music festivals. Sometimes it's annoying, but I felt like these, I felt like there weren't, for me at least, there weren't a lot of acts playing at the same time where I felt like, oh, I need to, if I... Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. for me it was a good... That's cool. It was yeah, a good... It was okay. fine. Yeah, like, there was never more than one rapper playing at the same time. But it's not, like, <laughs> not like I always listen to rappers, but like I was good. I was calling. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yes, yeah, so that was good. Um, the kid standing next to me did a line of Coke before it began. So oh, that's always nice. Out. Isn't it always, always great? Nice. Warms your heart. Like literally. Like I've no. Never... Anytime Coke is brought out, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I have never. Oh. I have never been that close to cocaine. I know people who oh, I have, have done it or do it or whatever, but I have never been. In the presence of anybody, like he was the dude, like we were touching, like we were that close or whatever. Uh-huh. So he pours out his. I was like, he's not, he's not about to, it's not about to be cocaine. And then yep, there's the cocaine, and now he's snorting it. Oh, it's in his nose. And oh, oh, it's it's, oh, the cocaine is coming out of that. Oh, it's he's putting it on his hand now. Oh, it's now it's going <laughs> oh, into his oh, nose. He's, oh, he's, oh, he's snorting it all the way, he and now he's wiping it off his he hands. Did now he's, he did a bump. He's closing this little thing. He's going back into his pocket. And I was like, holy shit! So I'm looking at this, and then I'm I had my friends were over listening to. Um, I don't fucking know. Some band I didn't care about. So uh-huh. they were over there. <laughs> and I'm at Childish Gambino by myself. And I had like made friends with like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. this like Indian fraternity. I assume they were Indian. They may have been of some other race. But um, uh-huh. they were all cool. 
we're there and I turn around and I'm like, and no, I'm the only person who sees this dude do this bump of coke and maybe like that's to other people, that's not a big deal. Yeah, I'm about to say, that's your Adam. I you know, I know, but I just wanted someone else to see that shit because I was yeah, just I get like, it. I don't, yeah. did, you just, did you just see this? Like yeah. we've been standing together this whole time and now he's doing coke, he didn't even offer me any, it was like, he's <laughs> <laughs> just like there, like doing his own thing. Um... But I will say it was better than at Afropunk where that dude peed on my fucking leg. Yo. So I would much, much rather a guy standing in front of me. Oh, guys, that was fucking crazy. Than to put urine on, on my, my leg. leg. That's yeah. a story for another day. At least day. his issue. Yeah, his problem was his problem he kept that to kept himself. himself. This dude. Anyway. Yeah, bro. Anyway, that's bro, a whole other thing. That'll happen. So, yeah, so I, I was not peed on. Um, That's there great. was that, and there was a group of girls behind me. This group of white girls behind me who knew all the lyrics, and the whole time they're like, "Oh my god, he's so hot! Oh my god, he's so adorable! Oh my god! Oh my Did god!" Did they make him suck oh in his dick? They didn't mention that. Oh. They were just enjoying it, purely. I like that. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he starts saying, and they're like, "Oh my god, he has the voice of an angel!" And I was like, "I was done. <laughs> I was finished. I was finished." Oh, that, that is awesome. so cute. I did, however, even though no one peed on my leg this year, I did, however, run into another form of the scum of the earth. The worst kind of fucking person ever. The girl who sits on her boyfriend's shoulders at the fucking show when you're trying to see and you're trying to have a good time and you're trying to dance and you're trying to jump up and down and you're like, everyone is happily pushing each other. That fucking piece of shit, okay, <laughs> who climbs up the show just starts and you think you're in a good spot Spotting and you can it. see and, and then you've been hit, standing and there and you've been waiting and this fucking piece of turd <laughs> climbs atop her boyfriend's shoulders and you had a decent spot and, and now, now she's it's fucking ruined. sitting up there. Now and because ruined. you're at a fucking festival, she also has a fucking book bag. And now she puts the book bag on her shoulders. And you want to fight them both. And you're there and you're trying to have a good time. But you want to fight these two fucking people. This is what I have to say about this type of, this this barnacle of a human being. Barnacle. Yeah. If you are of a certain height and you feel like you're not going to be able to enjoy the show standing on your own too, right? Then I would count you into a category of... of, um, Perhaps you are special needs, and perhaps you need to get there a little bit earlier <laughs> to see the show. If Wait, you, so was she shorter than me? Because I'm not really tall. She, I feel like she was like your I, height. I, that's, that's why I'm feeling like I don't get why she would have to go. I, like I, I go places many times, and I'm not like, I, and I don't feel like I can't see stages. And she was either your height or a little shorter, and there were big screens everywhere. And oh, so yes, there was no need for her. There was no that. need for her, and I wish her all the pain and suffering in life because we were standing there having a good time. We actually even talked a little bit, and then the show starts, and now you're on this dude's shoulders in was front it, of me. That's annoying. I, I wish think, them I both. I think that happened at Africa, but it was, I don't even know if it was the person's boyfriend then. No one has done that close to me before. I've seen it like far away, and I, I just thought, I, oh, I that's don't not remember cool. at Afropunk. At Afropunk, that did happen once, and we were all like, hey, but it was enough people screaming. Yeah, that really put that, Yeah, exactly. But anyway, I wish her harm and ill in the world. Mm. That aside, it was a great show. I had an amazing time. She probably I hope has to go a yeast infection. <gasps> Why do you gotta go there? Because. 
If you're gonna go there, then no, you're gonna go there. I just wish her harm, not specifically. What? Oh, she got this monostat for one no, day, and she's fine. Why do we have to inflict pain upon her vagina? Look, it's just that's itching. violence against. No, that's, that's <laughs> no, that's a certain kind of violence against. Women Look, that I won't you put your vagina on people's necks. Shit, no, I but it wasn't about the fact that she was a woman. People sit on people's shoulders. I have never seen a man do it. But we're talking about her. There. Yeah, not, but I'm not going to wish ill on her vagina. I just want to wish her general harm. Well, sometimes it comes in the form of a yeast infection. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've, now that we've talked about ourselves for almost a full hour, why are we, why why are we here? here? What are we talking why about? Why do we today? do this? Why do we do this? No, what are we talking about today? What's going on? Um, today we wanted to get into um, the diversity in books, especially mm-hmm. for um, teenage girls. Yeah, but we have a few books. Is your book teenage girl focused? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is. <laughs> so we're talking about yeah. So we're talking about just in in general. Um, yeah, we diversity. Need, yeah, we books. need diverse books, and we, that means like books that come from people with different voices and different authors and different points of views. And we're kind of particularly talking about as far as um, black literature. I mean, today I don't. You know what? I don't think that just because like an author is black, it makes it. No, no, I agree. Literature. I don't. Right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean in a sense of like black literature, like geared to black. Not black literature in the sense of how we know it from when we grew up, like mm-hmm. reading Richard Wright or stuff like right, that. Right, I just right. mean in the sense of like an author who is black. Mm-hmm. An author who writes from a black perspective or from a black experience. Yeah, or, or not. They, like or that. they can write from other experiences, but. But they just happen to be fucking black. That's what we're talking yeah, about yes, today. Yeah, yes. Black yeah. women authors. Black women who write shit down. Black, black women <laughs> who can put a sentence together. That's what we're doing. No, um. But yeah, so we're talking about two books today. One of the books is um, Cosmic Callisto Caprica and The Missing Rings of Saturn. So this is a book by... Yeah, it does. I'm super excited about it. Um, So the big deal about this is that it is a book for... um, I would say... Okay, so she said that it's for like ages 14 and up. So I read a lot of this. Uh And I feel like... You could be a little bit younger and still kind of get this and enjoy it. Yeah. So it's basically about um, Cosmic Callisto Caprica, and she's a space detective. Um, it's a retro future novella, is what she's calling the book. Okay, what does that mean? All right, so basically retro future being like the styling and all that stuff is like throwback. So um, the author in this book is looking and drawing upon 1950s kind of style and okay. energy and stuff like that, but it's still like future, future shit. Okay. So it's still fucking like flying saucers and like it's space time and it's intergalactic and there's okay. Martians and there's, um, but the protagonist is a teen of color and her parents are like, they work in this, I don't know. I want to say, her mom is like a professor and her dad is like a lieutenant. It's this whole like space school kind uh-huh. of theme and situation or whatever. But I feel like it's a really good... When I was younger, I don't remember there being any books that I felt like really reflected me and kind of just like being a teen and just yeah, wanting to that. read about something that's interesting. We were reading pretty heavy stuff. We were reading when I was 14. We were reading our mom's books. <laughs> yes, we were reading our mom's books. <laughs> fucking Terry McMillan and yeah, about women in their late man. 20s and 30s yeah. having lots of sex. sex. 
We're reading the coldest winter ever, ever about I'm fucking rape and like this other girl, shit. like chasing drug dealer boyfriends. Yeah, she wanted to come yes. up. And... I know why the caged bird sings. Yeah, I read that. The color um, purple. The, yes. So all of the books. Zane. I was not reading Zane. I saw you were, read- everyone. Everyone here knows between you and I, you were reading Zane. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading Zane, but after a while, I got I realized I wasn't into erotica. Believe it or not, oh erotica literature. Erotic literature. About fifteen, you realize that erotica is just not your thing. I'm into erotic literature. So this is, I would say, in response to your uh, determining you weren't into erotic literature at the age of fourteen and fifteen, maybe, I would say yeah, maybe I would have read this. right if there was a book like this. If there were books that that reflected. What we look like and kind of where we came from. I know some of the themes that she explores in this book is how the races are separated, and races meaning she's got Martian communities and she's got yeah right. So the species are separated or whatever. Um, So it's really interesting. I read a lot of it. I really enjoyed it. Um, Oh right, so we talked about retro future. So she calls it a retro future novella, and my question is, what the heck is a novella? I thought, aren't those Spanish soap operas? All right, so there is that okay. Spanish soap operas, but then and also any story that's not longer than um, fifty thousand words, apparently, is oh. also considered a novella. That makes sense because Why? oh my god, oh my god, Learning. novellas. Even though I don't speak Spanish and I don't watch them, they all end like they're not like right. our soap operas and it's continual oh forever. So it makes. sense. So yeah, they, yeah. Oh, well, that's fun. Oh wow, you learned, learned something. All right, so that's cool. Um, so yeah, so I thought this was really cool. So Sophia Chester is the author, and she was always always enjoyed science fiction. Um, she asked her like what she was inspired by, and of course she mentioned all of the writers. Did I not? I feel like I didn't include that on my notes. And I feel sad. <laughs> we can hear it in your voice. This is so I interesting. Know. It's not in my nose. It's not in my nose. <laughs> Flip the table. <laughs> Flip the table. Um, no, you know what? We were talking back and forth. And she included, it's in my phone. And uh-huh. she included like who all of her influences were. But basically, back in the day, she was not... Um, you know, she was disappointed by not seeing enough of herself in the science fiction that she okay, loved, in the science right. fiction that she enjoyed. And it was all about um, a guy saving the day. And if there were women in the stories, then they were kind of just playing the side. Yes, which is... Which is typical, right? Yeah. And so that's, um, that's kind of what inspired her to kind of tell this story loving science fiction and then kind of also wanting to see oh, that's cool. yeah see more diversity and more reflection of herself um so oh my gosh okay got it so things that inspired her were sailor moon as a kid i didn't watch that i feel like no you could have watched sailor moon i, I feel didn't. like when sailor came sailor out moon no i know you didn't okay. but i'm saying i feel like when it came out like i was a little bit older than sailor moon um, so I didn't watch it. What is your excuse for not watching it? Did you watch Pokemon? You're too old for Pokemon too. I'm too old for it. My siblings did. I know okay. a little bit. It would be yeah. on and I walk by or something, but I didn't. But I put, Sailor Moon, I don't remember, I remember that coming on like in the weekday you mornings. You remember Sailor Moon though. Yeah. Okay. I remember that coming on TV like weekday mornings. And in my house, you were not watching cartoons no, but while I you got like, dressed for school. I feel like it came on my on Saturdays had, or after school. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But Sailor Moon... 
she was really into. She's been inspired by um, the show Mad Men, just in terms of like styling and yeah, yeah, being inspired and enjoying um, the style of women's clothing back then. And then the story is also very there are a lot of women characters in it. What are Sorry. you laughing at? No, because I was having a conversation with a friend. And we was talking about fashion in that time. I had to write an editorial. Uh-huh. For this um, online fashion magazine. I'm sorry, this is completely off subject. Okay. I apologize. Mm-hmm. And I was writing about, it was like 1950s inspired fashion, and I'm describing whatever, whatever. And then I thought to myself, and the, f- the 50s, they wanted women to look like cats. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting that you would say that because okay. the main character wears cat glasses. Like those cat tinted yeah, like, glasses. And... I, I, yeah, okay, sorry. Tangent. But what else about cats? Oh, the gloves? The glasses, really like the gloves, and then kind of like the silhouette is kind of like. Ah. I, like as I was writing it, I'm like, yo. That's what? interesting. Yeah. Huh. All right. <laughs> so, so those were her. Those were her inspirations, and then she also enjoyed Zora Neale Hurston and Toni Morrison, yeah. um, and a lot of poetry by Langston Hughes. So she counts those as inspirations. But um, but yeah. So I thought that this was super interesting, super exciting. It's something that I would like for my nephews to read right now. She um, is starting a Kickstarter. And so her Kickstarter begins on July 1st, and she is really only trying to raise $3,000, mm-hmm. which is not a whole lot of money. At all. If you get a That's lot of doable. people. That's definitely doable. So she's trying to raise $3,000 to cover publishing costs, editing, and book art. Uh-huh. Um, if you go to her Facebook page, Cosmic Callisto Caprica, and I'm gonna we're going to include all that in the and show then, notes yes. so that you'll know how to spell it and all that stuff or whatever. Um, she has on the Facebook page a lot of artists who have contributed oh, art. That's, that's cool. Yeah, so it's, it was really interesting kind of to take a stroll through, and um, it's something that we're really excited about. So, um, support her Kickstarter campaign, support, um, support diversity, support in diversity books. in books, and definitely in kids' literature. Yeah, and I feel and, and, teen and teenage that, literature. Yeah, because I feel like there's been a bit of a void in that. Um, and I think that yeah, there's no like junior department, right? When it right. comes to books, it's like your kid books, and then mm-hmm. you're just writing to an adult. And, yeah, like, and I feel like right, I feel like it's growing, um, and I think that now with kickstarters and things like that, where you can self fund product yeah. projects, I think it's getting a lot better. It's a great opportunity for artists of color who might not have had the opportunity before to kind of do their own shit and get things done right so she's put all of her money into this project and now is just trying to supplement the rest of that with her kickstarter campaign which starts on july 1st um in the meantime you can definitely follow her on facebook there's a facebook page for the book cosmic callisto caprica um her name is sophia chester and so she is on twitter that's the name of the author and I again, when you fail to yeah, fair. All right, yes. So she is at Sophia the author. So that is her Twitter handle. So you can follow her there to get more information about the book and just kind of keep track of what's happening and when things are coming up. And um, we're super excited about it. Woo-hoo. Woo! That sounds kind of. Fake, I wish but... you hadn't started that because then I followed <laughs> up and I was like. Woo! And no, so no, I'm actually, I'm excited. No, it's exciting. I like the portions s- that I read of it were like super interesting and super exciting, and I, it's something that I would like to be available for my niece and my nephews. Yeah, you know, I agree. What'd you read? <laughs>
down. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> I read a book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Deadbeat Moms. It's not just about money. Um, written by Naomi Bruna. She kind of had um, Dr. Simon Casey, PhD. I um, I think she's a psychologist mm-hmm. who like kind of aided her with the book. Um, okay. Naomi wasn't a social worker but she worked in a lot of social work settings okay and um the book is is kind of memoir kind of um her using other people's stories as not using them but of course mm-hmm. she got permission mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but adding other people's stories within the books as well as ways to prove her point as to what she feels that beat right. mothers are and when, the role that they play when you say memoir like this is like she has some bits of her she has bits of her life okay. in it as a and mom or as a, chi- as as a, a, as a child as a child who okay. she who felt her she felt her mom was a deadbeat okay her definition of a deadbeat mm-hmm. and then she gives um instances of like maybe stories from colleagues or friends Mm -hmm. there are some stories in here that are um from her work she Mm -hmm. doesn't mention names because it's work but you know situations like that right how does she what's her definition of a deadbeat um it's it's kind of an array of things it's not just about like okay so the book is broken down into into well all books into chapters Mm -hmm. but each chapter what this one is chapters <laughs> so she has um I guess the different types of ways in which she felt a mother can be classified as deadbeat is how each chapter is broken down. Okay. So she has one where she the only, kind of the only chapter where I clearly um could agree or where I could clearly say yes or not say but mm-hmm. or Maybe if mm-hmm. was the one when she talked about child support, mm-hmm. and then she has, um, there are basically mothers. There are mothers who don't pay child support, mm-hmm. are faulty on child support, and it's about two billion. And two twenty twelve, there's about two billion dollars of unpaid child support that were committed by mothers, mm-hmm. not fathers. Mm-hmm. So of course the number with men is far outweighs it so that's pretty that's probably why people don't really pay attention to that but mm-hmm. i feel like if you are charged if you're supposed to pay child support then you should just, you should be paying that shit mm-hmm. like oh it's so not? funny that you bring that up because Halle Berry yeah he's paid was child 16, support a month in child yes, support she was wow but i'm confused about that i don't know really about it either what are you confused about do you pay child support when you have sole custody or do you pay... No, you can pay... If you have joint custody, you can pay child support also. Okay, I, okay, I guess it makes sense. So she, yeah. she should go to dad's house and feel like kind of similar yes. to when she's at mom's house. exactly. All right, I get it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the case in this book. But <laughs> <laughs> What's happening in this she book? She does get reasons as to why um, women who don't pay child support kind of get away with it. It's, oh, so that's the issue that they get away with it. Yes, okay. that's her thing. Is that's her? Yeah, that's her issue okay. with that part. Is right. that they get away with not paying it? But one because, um, if a woman just says I'm not working, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's just like, oh, okay, not oh okay, but right. you know whatever. But after the man says he's not working, they prison. Just, yeah, you go to jail. They don't lock up women for these things. Right. You know stuff like that. So that I, I can see clearly. Okay. That's fucked up. You sh- you know mm-hmm. should be financially taking care of these children. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. But then she has other chapters that are, um, she has, 
No, actually, so I agree with. No, she has the the chapter about neglect mm-hmm. and about mothers who aren't like they might be providing a home for their child, but mm-hmm. when it comes to love and affection and all these other things that children need are neglectful. Which I see, but I don't think I would call that woman a deadbeat. A deadbeat right. Because there are many factors as to why she might be emotionally unavailable or mm-hmm. as to why. Like, she, I'm a single mom. You know, mm-hmm. the workload that I have. Yeah. I might have two jobs. Or maybe she is... Fuck the reasoning, right? So yeah. maybe she is unavailable. But if you have a father... Let's, let's make this a guy, right? If this was a guy I, I in the agree. same... Yeah, if this was a guy in the same situation who was there living and providing financially and providing a roof over his child's head but was not emotionally available, we would not, not call him a deadbeat. I under agree. Any circumstances. So for me, that's why for me it was like, you can say maybe, you know, she's not as involved emotionally as you would want your yeah. mom to be, uh-huh. but I would not enable that woman. She's a fucking woman. bitch. Yeah, I, I wouldn't enable a deadbeat. <laughs> yeah, like, she's not a deadbeat, right. like, you know, for me. But she does go into as far as her life, Naomi. She goes into as far as her life. I think her mom was a drug addict. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of her things, a lot of it felt personal for me. Rather than, and she, like rather actual, than her, like a like, like, report. Or, yeah, a lot right. of it seemed like it was personal, not like a case study or not like, mm-hmm. like you said, a report. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, if she separated that, it mm-hmm. would have made it. Mm-hmm. more informative than more uh, mm-hmm. than you know it would, it would be more like knowledge based fact fact based yes yes instead of exactly right more of just like her experiences with that particular issue yeah. like in her life or if or if it was deadbeat mothers deadbeat moms and she just spoke about her situation mm-hmm. it seems as if she had her situation and now we're turning this and into now like she's turning this epidemic. into this yeah and right. I don't I don't see it that way right you know but then she did have some things that didn't make sense that like she had the party mom kind of the mom who is out every night partying I wouldn't call her deadbeat either mm-hmm. but she... I can get the issue but I right. would not call that woman a deadbeat right so the point of this story is that moms suck too yeah dads suck lots of dads suck and are not dads. And lots of moms suck too, because we, we don't know. ever want to forget. We don't. We don't. But we know mm. moms suck. Cause so for the most part, most like, things are blamed on moms anyway. Right. A lot of times. Right. Huh. This feels like, what is that? Um, that kind of hashtag campaign. Um, yes, all women. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I really wish that I had thought about this before, so I could really break down exactly how I feel like this correlates. But it's kind of like. It's kind of like we feel this need, and maybe there is an actual need for it, but it kind of sounds like, and, and it sounds like there's a lot of valid stuff in this book. Like it uh-huh. sounds like she adds good insight to kind of the experiences in her life yes. and some of the issues that we don't think about. So yeah. it's, it's rare that I ever think about um, women who, are, who default on child support and things of that yeah, nature yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So it sounds like she brings up a lot of interesting points. But then at the same time, it also sounds like she wants to say, you know what? Lots of men are deadbeats, but let's not forget that women are deadbeats. Like it just sounds like it yeah. just sounds like it's it's more of a like women suck too than kind of in, like it just feels like it's like not really for anything uh-huh. besides to say don't forget women are bad too. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it I just understand doesn't... you. I hope they understand you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I get, I can't, I give a deal. It just feels like it just feels because like... like a lot of the moms he talked about. I, I've, I've met these moms. Mm-hmm. I've met like she had one chapter was like identity theft, like mothers who you know. But it sounds like okay. This is my point. It sounds like some people are bad. Yeah, people are bad, right? So it sounds like in this book, it's like let's talk about all the women that are bad. Yes. And is there, for me, it's like, is there really, like, a need for that? Like, are there books devoted to, maybe there are. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure there are. Devoted to, like, how we don't horrible read those. men are. We don't read those. But I'm pretty, time for it. Yeah, I don't read those. How, I'm how sure there bad are. this group of people is. I'm pretty sure. But, I don't know. But it sounds really but interesting. But it was, inter- it was Maybe inter- I'll read it. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. Okay. Where is, where is, um, where can we get this? So for people who are interested um, in reading Deadbeat Moms. You can actually, it's available on um, Amazon. Okay. And you can Kindle it. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, just go out and search for Deadbeat Moms mm-hmm. and come mm-hmm. out there. I'm sure it's the only book. Don't confuse it with that other book about something bad else. women. Um, or you can buy it on their, um, you can email them and then you know, oh, okay. that kind you of like pay, or whatever. buy direct or whatever like that. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's cool. So we'll also include that on in the, our in our show notes. Yes. Very cool. That'd be my and she's on Twitter, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, at Naomi Runner. Or you could also t- uh, search in Twitter for Deadbeat Moms. Yeah, that's that kind of it's just yeah, <laughs> it does. But you know what it is? It makes me fucking uncomfortable. And, and I think that's something else that's No, I remember the first it. time I mentioned it, you was like, huh? I was, I just, I, I, I really have a hard time. So sim- I guess similar to how her experience with her mom was very negative, uh-huh. I feel like I came from a single parent home. Yes. So my father was involved in our lives, but mm-hmm. my home was a single parent home. And yeah. I feel like, I feel like there were times when I was not... Like there were times where there was some neglect, and I but I just think a lot of that is just a part of the experience of I'm only one freaking person, and I can only do so much. That's how I also. And like, that's how I always kind of. Yeah, I just don't like fucking calling people bad parents unless like I know the situation. Like it just makes it difficult for me. Her, her personal situation was kind of bad. Yeah, she had a bad fucking. Her mom, mom was right, a drug right, addict, yeah. so her situation was bad. So I understand her situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, for me, I'm the same. Like right. I'm one. I'm I was I'm one of nine. Yeah. I did have two parents in my home, but we outnumbered our parents. Right. So. <laughs> right. So you know, like mm-hmm. I never. To me, in my mind, I would never use the word neglect. Yeah. But it was moments where it was like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was neglect. Right. You know, in my I don't I don't know associated with neglect. Yeah. But. You know, I understood. Right. My parents had it was a lot of us. Right. right. How do you you know, mm-hmm. how do you mm-hmm. do that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. And then I, I kind of for me, I'm not a parent mm-hmm. but that's like the only job where you have no instructions on how to do it. Right. No one all that you have is what your is parents whoever did. did it before you. Yeah. And they might have sucked at it too. Yeah. And so you never it's know. like yeah, so I, I'm not really into the blame game when it comes right. to that. Unless they, like, right. kind of did, like, crazy yeah. craziness yeah, and crazy yeah, yeah. shit. And that's, not, again, that's not to discount anyone's personal experience with 
a negative parent in the home or somebody who wasn't there for them or anything like that. But just in terms of in terms of um, like cultivating these stories and kind of talking about this like negative group of parents, I just like I kind of would rather hear someone talk about like their own experience. Yes, like, this was my experience with my parents or I whatever. Um, but I don't know. I don't. May I feel maybe I'm just not informed enough about for me it's like because i've known of i've had friends who had i feel like my mom is great Mm -hmm. but i have friends who moms mothers were like what like Mm -hmm. just like i had a friend we're not friends anymore she's probably not listening but i had okay this this is like a childhood friend she wouldn't be listening i'm joking right but i had like a friend who like her mom would like not let her kids eat until her boyfriend ate you know like this weird stuff that i just was not accustomed to that i knew just did not make sense it was just like what Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah but i'm into growth so even if I had a friend who had a life like that, I'm like, look, your mom only knew how to mother the way she was mothered. So mm-hmm. you can't just be like that bitch, right? You know, like right. sometimes people just do. Um, what am I saying? Sometimes people just, mean, you, you just are able to know. do it what they have or right. what they know, and and sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not. Like you don't choose your family. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I don't know. I, and, and I also feel bad because I never had experience with my mom that was so dark. Like yeah, that. I me mean, neither. So maybe, again, maybe we're just speaking from like a position of privilege. Maybe. And um, maybe, yeah, maybe it just is very uncomfortable to talk about that. I don't know. But I think you should read it for yourself. Again, um, the book is called Deadbeat Moms. It's not just, just about, about money. money. And it's by Naomi Brumer. Oh, sorry. Did I, I think... say her name right? Yeah. Yeah, Brunner, Brunner. Um, I think what her point, her I like when I read her the mm-hmm. summary of what, her point was basically to say that men usually get called deadbeat because they're not around, because they're not paying money, you know, situations mm-hmm. like that. But I think her point was to be, um, was that there are mothers who are present, kind of like what we said, mm-hmm. and they're not great either. That makes me even more uncomfortable. It does. That yes, it does. Because now what we're saying, and this is just I'm I'm just saying this based on your words right now, right? Uh-huh. So this might not even be about her book. Um, but basically what that says is, okay, we know these guys were bad because they left, right? So now that they've left the entire burden on these women who are there. I I agree with and you now. Yeah, now now let's scrutinize what these women are have doing, doing. Right? Again. But again, this is just like us talking shit about how we feel about this or whatever when there are people who had really and, negative experiences also, with like, their moms. One, one, one takeaway I got from the book within her life was um, the instances where her dad did show up. Mm-hmm. It was always like great times for her. But I want to add that... That's that weekend dad shit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I see that a lot when it comes to um, women who are single mothers. And it's kind of... Of course, he's going to have a blast with his dad. Because his dad wasn't with him all week. And pick him up from weekend. school. Exactly. And, and wipe the fucking snot from your nose. No, and deal with whatever emotional yeah, issue you've you been having have, with the bully. And, that you're coming home exactly. every day and you're crying so about it. And having like, to deal with this shit after their long day at work. Nope, they just see you one yeah, weekend. weekend. It's a good time. They've been planning for it all of course, week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that kind of was just like, mm-hmm. but yeah. some people probably can relate to these experiences. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I cannot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was still an interesting read. That's cool. I'm gonna check it out. I'm down with it. So, like we said, we're gonna include all that information in the show notes. Yes. 
and so you will see it there um did we talk about everything we wanted to talk about did we talk about anything? Because I rambled on and on and we on talk, about No, we well. talk about a lot. We always think we don't talk about things. And then we listen. And then we're like, yo. Okay, we talked about something. We do some things. We talked about something. Something was discussed. Um, oh my goodness, no. You know what? what? I read a New York Times article about Governor's Ball. Mm-hmm. And um, I live or die for Childish Gambino right now. Since I've just finished watching him at Governor's Ball. And they didn't mention him at all they ran through the other list of rappers who were there they mentioned fucking j cole they mentioned j cole's boring i think so too but don't tell anyone he's boring and he's like 29 still rapping about college what Yikes. the fuck is he really yes i don't Stop. know how old he is no. but he's not he's let's figure out how old he is okay we'll see how old he is college. but he's still like rapping about college that was a long time ago yeah. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Anyway, they mentioned Tyler the Creator. I actually used to be into him. Then one day I just was like, wait, what are you doing? No. So I'm not really that much I into tried it. it. I tried to get into it, but then um, I couldn't. And then I changed my mind. I tried to get into it, but then I changed my mind. No, I didn't like... I just I won't go into it because they talk a lot about it on the, another podcast mm-hmm. and I feel the same exact way, um, but I have to I have to be fully transparent and I don't even think I listened to the album because of the commentary that I heard about it. Okay. Um, just some of his use of the of the term faggot and like uh-huh. all that and his his reasoning. I've never reasoning. heard his album. I've I've heard his mixtapes. I've never okay. heard like his official. Right, maybe I'll try it again since I'm so like. Bleh. It's a it's a it's. I grew out of it quickly, which is not mm-hmm. a good, you know, it's not a good mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to music, anyway. Mm-hmm. How old is I mean, J. Cole? We have to share this with people. Let's see, let's see. You he's 29, you're right. He's 20, that, see? Uh, and he's still rapping about college. Like, what did are you, go? What are you did doing? Go college, yeah, right? but what are you, a super duper senior? Like, <laughs> ah, he's still rapping about college, that experience. Maybe that was the highlight of his life. I enjoyed college when I wasn't miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I had the best time. Which is fine. College was the most I've, when it didn't which suck. Is fine, but utterly it's and like, completely. Really, man. Oh, okay, wait. Let's look up where he went to college now. <laughs> this, is what, this, is, this is what I do in my spare time. What's his favorite color? <laughs> J. Cole, college. Uh, Let's let us say, let us say. I have ter- Oh no, he went to St. John's University. Okay. Mm. I actually worked with a girl who went to St. John's. This is like back in the day. I went mm-hmm. to Vanderbilt in Nashville, Tennessee. And she was like, um, You don't know what it's like to go to an almost Ivy League school. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what I said. But anyway, that's the show. We have <laughs> Down. Yeah. Anyway. Bye, Craig. I ain't saying bye, Craig. You know what I'm saying? You don't got a lie, Craig. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So that's the show. I had a great time. I had a great time too. This is good. I enjoyed my tea. I enjoyed our discussion of books. I enjoyed talking about myself and how I'm reliving Governor's Ball. I realized I need to get a life and you need to get a life. And we need not to even to like round up why you need to. Let's just <laughs> leave it at that. 
Because <laughs> Ruin is the second podcast in a row where he said some shit about that. And I was like, what? Like, let's talk. Let's like have a full conversation about it and not like we're talking about other shit. And you're like, uh, yeah, yeah. I need, yeah. A, I, need a, I need a date. anyway guys so um this has been fun once again make sure that you subscribe to us on itunes and subscribe to us on soundcloud we thank you so much for listening but we would greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to us on those things as well so you know as soon as the new show is up you can see it there for you to listen yeah and um Rate us, comment, yeah, like us, rate us. We want to know we're not talking to ourselves. That's right. I think we're not. <laughs> I, I think there are a few. We got a lot, about three people on Twitter that talk that to, us to us here and there. Yeah. Um. No, there's more than that. We appreciate you yeah, guys. Yeah, we do. Um. Shout out to everybody on Twitter. Shout out to we had some listeners in Denmark. We had listeners in Greenland. We, we had listeners in South, South Africa. Africa. Super exciting. Yeah, that is really great. Um. So shout out to you guys once again. T with Queen and J dot at the end i always want to say j period there's i wanted to call myself j period but there's a j period already Fuck i was all excited i was like how can i, I was like j period there's a bunch like, of queens no. come on it's a mad queen yeah but that's not like it's not like yeah but that's different it's not like j period which is like like it's just different if there were like thousands of j periods then i could be like oh i'm j period anyway ugly i don't know i just it, it just works for me to insult people when um you're funny Um, alright so T with Queen and J you can follow us again SoundCloud iTunes Um, our Facebook page is also T with Queen and J and we're on Twitter with at T with QJ make sure you email us if you want to talk to us or if you have questions um, that you want to ask us if you have anything you want us to discuss on the show let us know let us know hit us up on Gmail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com and we're always excited to hear from you and um, should we shout out to our fake listener Nick Shannon (sighs) (laughs) Nick Nick, I we don't I mean, that you no one watches. Us, we don't think you listen. Nick we talks don't. to us on Twitter all the time, and um, I've decided that we appreciate he, you that he and lives everything. In his car. But I'm almost—he doesn't live in his car. He does. I don't think he does. But I'm almost <laughs> positive that you talk to us about the show and never and listen. never listen. All right, so we're pulling your card. Yes. And we'll see after this show if you really listen. Yeah. Nick Shannon, yeah. we're calling yeah. you out, son. Don't, don't don't talk it if you don't walk it. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> we love you guys. Thanks so much. Until next time. Next time we feel like doing this. Maybe some point. Are we recording at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, where do we? <laughs> 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 <laughs>